But we were just about to unlock the mailbox here with a great question from Mm. listener Eric, who asks, I realize this is a basic question. It's all right. We'll we'll take a basic question, Eric. But Jokerman Mindset dictates it would always be evolving, so I'll ask it anyway. What would each of you say are your current three favorite Bob Dylan songs of all time? Very simple question, but we've never been asked it on this show. Thank you for bringing it, Eric. Yeah. Uh, he also says, no, we already know one of Evan's top three is, is bragging. Okay, uh, so that's, I guess he only needs to provide two. I feel like I'm the bragging That's you're the, the bragging guy. This is a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> I think that people confuse your takes a lot. I know I even do that. So it's just something that we have a hard time distinguishing. Tweedly dumb over here. But you're not okay. I just want to say Eric is right on the money as far as I'm concerned, in terms of like a top three constantly be be evolving. You know, yes. like you're always going to have three different picks. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Um, although I will say, like as we get into our top threes here, my number one has been pretty solid for a while. Interesting. Uh, so I'll just say that. But the other two constantly evolving. Yeah, I feel like this anticipates the bonus episode that we're going to talk about uh, um, this time where we're, we're moving beyond Bob uh, or outside of uh, Bob land uh, one more time, but talking about top five albums of a very favorite uh, shared artist of ours, um, which I think also kind of, for me at least, uh, evolves and changes and kind of uh, reflects with the seasons as I go through my life. I'll just lay my uh, Bob picks down. I tr- I tried not to think about this too much, you know. Uh, I just like first thought, best thought kind of thing. Because if I got too deep in the weeds, I felt like I was going to kind of go crazy. Um, but you know, it. Uh, I think these three kind of came to mind pretty pretty simply. And honestly, they match up pretty cleanly with our latest version of the Jokerman 100 that we published last year. Our uh, top 100 rankings of the songs. Mississippi is number one. Where are you tonight? Journey through dark heat is number two, and Jokerman is number three. That's Easy, easy peasy. Wow, yeah, that's very Ian picks right there. That's that's me, and you know that that and and that absolutely includes early '60s stuff. Like I know on the the 100 list, we typically exclude all of the you know pre John Wesley Harding material. Uh, this you know whether or not you want to include anything from Blonde on Blonde, like a Rolling Stone or um, Highway 61, Free Wheel, and whatever. Uh, those would be those would be the three, and I think they all kind of share. Uh, some some DNA with one another. They are long. They are uh, you know epic, uh, um, you know kind of stories and uh, sequences of visions that you get that may or may not relate to some aspect of the man's personal life, but still is kind of obscure and distant enough to allow it to you know kind of take some significance on in your life. Uh, and they all just fucking rock. Whether it's the hot street legal sound that's smooth and glassy. Uh, uh, Joker Man sound from Infidels or the, you know, perfect Americana of Mississippi from 2001. Do, does anyone have complaints with those? No, I no. think those are good picks for, and they very much reflect your sensibility, but they, they're all, those are, that's an idiosyncratic, but very respectable and solid three. I would say. I feel like it's almost chalk, like at this point, that feels like a chalk top three, like a predictable kind of boring top three. What, what do you well, guys have? Wait until you hear, hear my list. Yeah, same. My number one is pretty chalky, but I don't care. I think it has to be number one. But I want to hear Evans first. Oh, mine first? Bragging. Um, is that no. one, two, Bra- or three? Bragging, that's your thing. Bragging is your thing. <laughs> Saying up. Triplicate is the best album is my thing. Which There's is, a flaw in my flu. I right, just that's also. That's my number one should, Triplicate. This would be another separate category that would be fun. <laughs> is just, just Sinatra favorite. 
picks. Let's just, we should do an episode where it's just <laughs> ranking all of the triplicate songs from 30 to 1. We just act oh, as man. if that's the only stuff he ever did. And we yeah. just go like, all right, what's your favorite Bob Dylan song? Uh, uh, all right, my list is, um, what should I start with? Uh, the top, my number one song? Sure, whatever, whatever you feel is appropriate. All right, actually, I'll do it in the most dramatic order. All right, we're going first with Things Have Changed. Yeah, because that's, that's a very Evan pick. It's a perfect song. It it has lines in it that actually make me laugh, like feel like falling in love with the first woman I meet and uh, putting her in a wheelbarrow and wheeling down, down the street. Uh, the The line that actually makes me laugh the most is it's the fact that there's two lines about the same type of thing, but also the the one where he says, "I'm in love with a woman who, that doesn't even appeal to appeal me." Appeal to me. <laughs> I don't know. There's something really funny to me about just this a song where Bob Dylan is. It's talking about how he's like horny and he and in love and he he hates it. Uh, that song. I think that's wonderful. I, I think that's my favorite Dylan song of the 21st century. Yeah. I think if, if I were just going to rank 21st century Dylan songs, I think Things That Change would probably be number one. Mississippi is like up there, but the thing about Things Has Have Changed is like that line. I used to care, but Things Have Changed is just so perfect it's like a diamond and it's just a little bit meaner and more snide but also kind of uh, i don't know it's got everything i want so that's number one for uh but not necessarily the top the next one is um my favorite bob dylan song of all time and i think just the best song ever written which is it's all over now baby blue yeah uh it's just i don't think i can i know i know i never feel comfortable saying any other song is the best song ever except when i say it's all over now baby blue is the best song of all time it just doesn't even it doesn't ricochet around my brain it doesn't feel like oh why why would you say that i have no guilt or misgivings about calling it the best song ever written i just think it's like what can i say about it that people don't already know you know it's perfectly like perfect balanced with desolate and hopeful and uh cruel and kind and it's just great so the, the way the bass guitar sounds on that record man like the, the actual studio recording is like fucking, yeah the music of it too oh, underrated like every part of it kills me it has the, the best there's... oh go ahead I was just going to say the fact that there's so many great covers of it too, I think yeah. speaks to like the yes. song aspect. Like that's just a great song. The like, dead people, is my favorite cover or of it. I mean, the them version is great, obviously. Uh, and 13th floor elevators do like an amazing version mm. of that song. But it, I once made a playlist of just, it's all over. Just now, baby, baby blues. Covers. Yeah. And it's great. That would everyone is great. Um, it's a, uh, it's got the best lyric of all time in it. Which is, uh, yonder stands your orphan with his gun, crying like a fire in the sun. It's, uh, it's about as good as lyrics get, in my opinion. Pretty good. And my third pick is, if we're just talking about favorites currently, it's God Knows. Oh. Wow. All right. Yeah, you've been on the God Knows tip for a while at this point. Yeah. I just think, like, if you listen to this song divorced from its context, I mean, not that that's bad, you know, that there's anything wrong with Under the Red Sky. But outside of that record, I think that it has something that doesn't really exist on the other records. And for me, it's like this really unique song that has like all the fire and brimstone and all like the spiritual yearning of the best stuff from the Christian era and also something like every grain of sand. But it's 
in this kind of lean, muscular, mean, down, bluesy context. I don't think there's another song exactly like it. And it's like, the lyrics are just crazy. It just keeps escalating. And by the end of that song, it's like, conquered the universe. But it's like, really short. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's a great song. There's that fantastic version from the uh, the Woodstock show that we talked about with Ezra last year, where it's like, it, that Woodstock show is just all like bangers. It's fucking all along the watchtower. Don't think twice. It's all over now, baby blue, rainy day women, highway 61, you know, just like hit after hit after hit. And, and then, then God knows, God knows is like just right there yeah. in the middle. And it totally stands it up in, to yeah. everything that that's there around it. You know? Yeah. I was going to say like doing this show totally elevated my appreciation of that song because like mid nineties live versions of God knows are they're f- awesome. Yeah. They go really fire hot fire, baby. Like, way more than the record. Like, if I just knew the studio version, I don't think I would appreciate it. I like the studio much. version a lot, though. I, I do want to just shout out that I I was listening to it, like, on repeat last year and just found it to be really... I, I like how unfussy the the production is. It's just really, a really tight, un, like, randomly epic song. It's great. Under the Red Sky is such a fascinating record. I probably spend more time thinking about Under the Red Sky than almost any other Bob Dylan record at this point. I don't even know why. It's just like, it, it just sticks in my fucking brain. We got to do a bonus episode yeah. on that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, every time you think that that record is like not important to you, then you just like listen to it again and you realize it has God Knows and Born in Time and all the rest are just kind cats of... Cats in the Well? And Cats in the Well. The title track? And just the supporting cast is kind of bonkers. Like oh my the guest God. stars that are on that record. It's like a second yeah. Traveling Wilburys record. Yeah. Well, we we called it, I think, the first Lucky Wilbury record right. when we first talked about it. But uh, I, I forget if our if our opinion evolved. We did. We've already done like two episodes. <laughs> yeah, we've. That's what I said. Like we've done like three episodes on it already, and Not I still am fascinated I, by it. I haven't really. I want to talk about Steve, that record. So yeah, we should. Yes. I want to talk about it. We probably we've got to do a whole like late '80s, early '90s type of thing because I know we got to do Wilbury stuff. We should do Wilbury's Volume Three at some oh, point. We never, honestly, did we ever? We do did. That? We did do one, did. but it was like kind of lazy and half-assed. So like you know, there's I think there's a lot to go back to there. That's yeah. that's a that's a golden little era. Well, speaking of uh, Wilburys, my number one song. Congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> Not no, just tweeter. kidding. No, just kidding. Uh, my first, my, my number one is like the chalkiest one that anyone has said yet, but I don't care because like a Rolling Stone. No, no, close. 